Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. I'm like, what's up, dude? I haven't seen you in a while, man. It's been like, what? Seven hours? <laughs> we're doing good. Change my shirt, people. Changed it. So, we're back. More booze. You're wearing a shirt of uh, what, though? I don't... In hops we trust? It's kind of a... Uh... Good, because this is releasing the day after the 4th of July, huh? In America, we trust. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Got any 4th of July plans? We do. Uh, mentally, I'm not there yet. I'm focused right. on this week. There's something pretty important going on beforehand, so. I don't think so, man, because when people are listening to it right now, that act, that's already gone, done, happened, kaboosh, whatever. Yeah, it's, the house no burned way. down. Oh, Correct. Yeah. The issue is... We're recording before, and my brain capacity is focused on that, so everything's fine. For those that don't know, uh, my second wedding, three times postponed, is occurring, so all the final pieces are coming together. I had to draw up a sketch to send to the rental company because they're seven and a half hours away from me, and they're getting on ground to start erecting the tent for the reception at like 9.30 in the morning. And I'm backwards planning, like, if they're on ground at 9.30, then maybe I can leave at 3. So I'm like, I'm trying to coordinate that in my head because I know they're going to have questions. So what I did was I basically mapped everything out for them, um, included cardinal directions, put everything in somewhat of a logistical, coordinated effort that made sense with everything, um, and then shot it to the coordinator over there who runs everything and runs the cruise and I said this is our vision for the property do your thing and I'm going to be there by 10 a.m. so I'm going to leave my house at like 3 30 3 40 latest in the morning yeah oh boy yeah and then just drive up there and just listen to bangers the whole way oh yeah Colleen's gonna love it well she, she'll be <clears throat> a zombie and yeah. probably falling asleep in the passenger seat but that's a, that you know that's fine and then when she wakes up I'm gonna force her to listen to her podcast you yeah. know, how far is she behind? I have no clue. I haven't asked her. She is pretty far behind. But anyway, everybody, thank you very much for joining me at the Buffalo Happy Hour. We feature small businesses every week, and then also every Monday, we kind of just talk really about whatever we want. Today's going to be an interesting episode because we literally just recorded 12 hours ago, no, 24 hours ago at this point. Yesterday, we recorded the weekly episode you saw last week, and we're pre recording this one because you're going to be gone for 10 days. Yeah. So. I'm not 100% sure how much we'll have to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be fine and we'll fulfill the hour just completely okay. So, but yeah, so everybody, thank you very much for joining. Uh, if you're not here every week, consider subscribing because we you're making me very nervous with that face. Uh, we uh, would really appreciate you subscribing and joining our content every single week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We upload, and now we upload every Thursday. And also follow our Instagram and our Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour. We post there all the time, as well as our TikTok. So we're kind of everywhere. In short, follow us, because we don't know what's going on anymore. Correct. Zero idea. So Woo! That's like the, is that your new thing now? 
Because every single time I'm editing, it scares the shit out of me every single time that you do that. So I'm like, oh, I don't even know where this came from. You should have seen me on the way here. I was listening to Irish pub songs, and I was slap. So first of all, I was in the village, so the speed limit's like 30. And I'm mentally going 80. So I have cruise control set so I don't get pulled over for like rear-ending someone in front of me who's actually going the speed limit. And I'm cranking the music, and I'm like smacking my right knee, and I'm so fired up to leave work because it's over with. And I'm one day closer to vacation, and I'm just shaking while driving and trembling. And then there I go, listening to the music, and I just start screaming because I have to just let it out. I don't know what to do with it. There's too much... There's too much energy inside of me. Is this because vacation's coming up, or just because you're just, like, sick of the 9-to-5 grind? I mean, if we could pod full-time, you wouldn't handle me. You wouldn't know what to do. You would just tell me to go outside and go work out so I could get tired. Well, that's not 100% true, because I feel like I'd be in the same, a lesser level, but in the same boat. I feel like I'm a two-year-old puppy. I'm a a two-year-old puppy, and I'm ready to go all day long. So, alright. Here's so the question of the day. Be sleeping on the drive. Let's focus oh, back. I was going to talk about, like, if you were okay with the death penalty. So, anyways. Alright, next topic. Abortion. <laughs> next question. <laughs> They're necessary. Next question. <laughs> eye for an eye. Um, yeah, so she'll be sleeping, and then hopefully she wakes up at about, like, I don't know, 7. I might drive into the rebel strips to wake her up. We're fine. We'll just use the camera audio from here. They're actually pretty good, so we'll just overlay it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I would have been so mad. Thank God we have good cameras. Correct. I don't really know how good they are. I've heard that they're pretty good. They're not as terrible as our previous ones, but audio's back on. <laughs> I've had so much to do today. I'm mentally not here. You literally checked to see. You're like recording, recording on the two yeah, cameras. I saw these little red lights, and I just assumed... Never assume. You know what assuming does, Derek. Oh, yeah. You know what it does, Derek. It gives me whiskey. Well, let's pour it. Oh, yeah. We need that now. I don't even know. Don't even know if that's 15 minutes. Probably not. It's probably like three minutes. I don't know. You screamed in my ear 14 minutes ago, so hopefully we're fine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God, yeah. Don't cork it when you hand it to me because it's a pain to cork these because it's a glass cork. For those that don't know. With a little uh, rubber doohickey to stop it. Okay. Okay. Gentle pause. You ready? Yep. Have you ever played, what is that called? Shuffleboard? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in VFWs. Of course I played. good at it? I mean, I'm not terrible. I also haven't played in a couple years, but it's just like horseshoes. How would you rate yourself a one out of ten? I'd say a seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty bold assumption. Again, like last week, we talked about being athletic and non and a Non-athletic games. Correct. It's one of those. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so what were you going to ask me? Was it really the death penalty? No, goodness. Oh, okay. But anyways, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, really. A lighter <laughs> subject, please. <laughs> so also, uh, fun fact. I'll hit you with a fun fact that does kind of fall in line with death penalties and serial killers. So Adam Walsh, who's the son of Mr. Walsh, I think his first name is Tom, who started America's Most Wanted. Hmm. So, did you know why he started that show? No. Really? Okay, so his kid, spoiler alert for those that don't know about the crime that happened in, like, the 80s, his son is, like, three, four years old, gets abducted from, I believe it was a Sears, or either way, a mall down in Florida, and the police were like, it's a missing persons case, we're going to try to find your child, we don't know what's going to happen, hours pass, obviously it turns into, like, this is probably a murder, um, so we'll try to figure out like what's going on. Come to find out, they find just the head of the child in a like underpass by a throughway, mm-hmm. and they're like, we don't know where the rest of the body is, but we have his head. And then that was like closure because then they know like, okay, my son passed away. And then lo and behold, a couple years pass, and then America's Most Wanted becomes a TV show. Mainly because the dad, who is the host of America's Most Wanted, Walsh, he was basically credited for doing most of the police work himself because the police mm. didn't take the uh, the case seriously enough, they say. And um, 
and and that basically led to him having his own TV show, which led you know years and years worth of episodes. And he actually did a ton of good work by catching a bunch of people, solving a bunch of cases, so on and so forth. Just some random dude. Well, he was the victim's father, yeah, right? So, but, but he yeah, wasn't he was a just, police officer, or investigator, yep. or trade or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, as far as far as I know, yeah. so they were trying to figure out who did this, and it, that was basically the biggest mystery. Like, okay, we found the body, we found the child, we can lay the body to rest. However, we got to figure out who did this. Mm-hmm. So, there's one person that's credited with the killing of Adam Walsh, and what's interesting is. With the eyewitness accounts of seeing a man with, like, a bucket, and he basically, like, dumped something. They didn't know what it was. Um, They circumvented a bunch of different investigations into one and found out that the guy that was pouring the bucket was not necessarily the killer of Adam Walsh, but it was, in fact, Jeffrey Dahmer. Hmm who was not being investigated for that crime. However, when they pinned him at that location in that time period, then they asked him and he goes, look, I, I'm going to die in like three hours. I told you who I did kill and I would have told you if I killed him, but no, I did not kill the baby boy. Right. And they're like, oh, oh, cause everybody thought dead to nuts. It was him. Sure. It wasn't. It ended up being this other guy who has three names. So, it's like Tom Oliver Ham or something. But Ham. Is that a name? Huh? Ham? Uh, whatever it is. I can look it up. But John. basically... Uh, Isn't he a late night host? He's he's credited with the killing of Adam Walsh, but it took like years to make it happen. So If somebody in your family died... Here we of, go. This is uh, Like it. a murder or something like that. Do you really think that knowing who it is or how it happens brings closure? I was super close, by the way. Otis Elwood Tool. I knew it's there really was really close to John Oliver Ham. I I, did, I said Tom Oliver Ham, and I did, you know, I remember the Tool part because I came up with Tom. <laughs> I was close. I shot the Azmuth. I told you it was three names. So, anyways, Do you think it would have turned around if you called that name? <laughs> no doubt, would have shot an emergency Azmuth and walked back to a hard road. Yeah. So, um, okay, what was your question? If somebody- Tom Oliver. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. Again, another movie you don't know because you don't watch Jim Carrey movies. Correct. It's Dumb and Dumber. He's but anyways, obnoxious. the if somebody in my family dies, that's your question. Was murdered. Yeah. Was murdered. Correct. So we're going real deep. What's the, what's the rest so of the if question? Somebody in your family was murdered. Do you th- like in this case has been like it was 15 years ago? Okay. <clears throat> and you still don't know who did it. You it's still a cold don't case. Know, yeah, it's a cold case. Would knowing who it is. Like fifteen years later, bring any sort of closure, or 100%. are you basically done with it? At no, a hundred percent. Really? Yeah. God, yeah. What if they're already dead? Well, think about it. Reverse the question to yourself. If your own family member was murdered and it was a cold case after fifteen years, and all of a sudden they were able to find bones in some backyard. Oh no, I'm saying like they found bones. Like you have the remains and everything. You just don't know who did it. No, I know. I'm saying with the increase in technology, they were able to run d- better DNA tests, and all for all you know, for some odd reason, they ended up coming up with more evidence. With that new evidence, I ended up pinning the actual killer. You wouldn't and feel better. The killer's better? dead. That's fine, but you still wouldn't feel better, have, no. like knowing that. No, I would, but that's just because I'm very like, I don't know. Uh, to me, it does what's, nothing. What's the word? Me. I'm I'm trying to think of the word of like I. I need like every piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It's like an OCD kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe because I haven't lived it, that's my answer right now. Well, and yeah, if it did happen, I, obviously it would pr- probably change. But right now, I don't see how a 15 year old cold case, the killer's dead already. So there's nothing that I can personally do to him or to make sure that he dies in the death penalty, like we were saying, or anything like that. There's nothing that I can do on that end. I don't know if it would do anything for me. Like, I grieved. I'm upset. I got like it. I went through the process of grieving. I'm done with it. It's in the back of my mind. Obviously, I would still probably think about it every day, depending on who it was in my family that happened to. But from there on out, it's just like, all right, it's done and over with. I can't keep living that. So re, like having somebody tell me, oh, this is the person who did it. We found this. I would be like, dude, okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. I think it would help me with my curiosity. Because that, that would be my biggest question. Like, would I just want to know who did this. Would you be searching for the past 15 years to find out the answer or no? 
like it's a cold case. Would it be on the back of your mind? Like I still don't know who it is. I'm so I, crazy right now. I think it would be on the back burner. I don't think I would lose my mind yeah. over it by constantly thinking about it. Like I wouldn't place it on the front right burner, which is obviously the best burner on the stove. Let's Hell all yeah. agree. That's the only burner that I use. Gina <laughs> says, "Why do you use such a big burner for a, like a little pot? I'm like it's the front right, babe. I don't know what to tell you. I, it's just yeah. That's it, the one. That's funny. But so, what would be your reaction? If like obviously this is all hypothetical because nothing happened, but like 15 years later, somebody said we found who killed blah 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 blah. Who is it? Here Where it is. are they? What's their current status? And then they tell you. Roger that. And then that's it. Game well, over. Well, yeah, basically, because then I, you know, I have closure. It was answered. My curiosity has been resolved, and it puts my mind at ease. Has there been a situation in the past? couple years that is still outstanding for you like you don't know the answer to it <laughs> how much time do you have <laughs> if you ask me any relevant question about anything real and i don't know the answer then that's where i'm at because i'm <laughs> dumb <laughs> no you know what I'm th- not obviously on the extent of a family re- uh, member Correct. being murdered but like Something more than Mike. What is the average of ninety three and eighty seven? <laughs> like not that, <laughs> but like in between those two. Yeah, it, like why are why are flamingos pink? I learned the answer, but I always wondered. What is it for years? It's due to their diet. They're born white. Is that true? Hundred percent. Their diet changes their pigment. What's their diet? They eat something that changes them pink. Salmon. Is that why they're salmon color? No, goose. <laughs> goose. <laughs> Why are <laughs> this is going to be a disaster episode? This is what happens when we record two days in a row from eating algae that contain carotenoid pigments. See, Flamingos told you. eat both algae and shrimp like critters and both contribute to their fabulous pinkness. That's the same for shrimp, too. I don't know if you knew that. Well, there you go. They're so, something so yeah, new every day. Flamingos, that's due to their diet. But that's not what See, I'm asking. I, I know the most useless information <laughs> ever. And then somebody has to be something relevant like, hey, what does rye mean? I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> And then I go grab my book. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know right now, but I, mean, I know where to find I'm it. I'm impressed that you knew that. Is that because you are you live in Cheektowaga and that just sparked your curiosity to figure no, it out? No, no. And for those that don't know or that are listening outside of Buffalo, Cheektowaga is a suburb of Buffalo and... And everybody in Cheektowaga is Polish, and they <laughs> were known for having pink flamingos in the front lawn, and it used to signify that you paid for your house in cash. However, it became a cultural thing. Everybody Again, put, is that true? Yeah. And then people put a pink flamingo on their lawn, and then now it's just like a well-known thing around Buffalo. But that's what it actually derived from. It was like a status symbol. Pink flamingos are a status symbol. What does flamingos have anything to do with you uh, being listen, rich? I don't know what to tell you, but... And if you're rich, why are you living in Cheektowaga? <laughs> Times were different, my dude, okay? That is very true. So, anyways, um, why did you, you asked how I knew that about flamingos? Yeah, we were like three minutes, four minutes off. Mics. Yeah, how did you know that about, sorry. <laughs> it had to do the circle back, man. I had to figure out how bad my disaster was. But anyway, yes, how did you know about flamingos? You just I watch a ton of natu- like nature documentaries, a lot of them. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I'm and then what? I get super sad when I watch animals kill each other for food. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. But that's what happens. You know, it's Darwinism. That's why I'm so desensitized now. Because I watched some tiger pounce on a, a gazelle, crush its throat, and then it's just like laying there. And then all of a sudden it gets eaten. And then the hyenas show up and steal the kill because that's what they do. You know, what, like What's your favorite animal that's not like a dog? A like, cheetah. Not a typical, oh, a cheetah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then I would say a jaguar because they're fascinating and they're unbelievably strong, yeah. super agile. The things they can do are ridiculous. Same with tigers, but yeah. Well, well mine's penguins. So why? I don't know. They're cool, cool looking animals. I feel like I just want one. Penguins and then and monkeys are my two favorite. You know, monkeys are vicious, man. I know they're like humans. Tell you now, that's where we came from, my friend. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, you don't watch those things. Colleen hates when I watch those. The animal documentaries? Yeah. Can you please watch something else? <laughs> it's the same British guy. It's like, yeah, he's like 80 and he's been doing it his entire life. <laughs> You're going to miss his voice. Probably. No, so, I don't really watch those. When I'm <clears throat> when I'm logging on to Netflix, I either want to watch something that I've already watched 14,000 times <laughs> or a drama show like Outlander. 
Interesting. Like, I don't go to Netflix to watch documentaries because my whole day is basically a documentary. I'm I'm listening to a podcast all day every day, and that's so educational for me. I can't sit down and just learn even more. It has to be mindless entertainment like The Office or Parks and Rec or Outlander now because that's kind of my new show that I'm watching. But I won't sit down at after dinner and watch something educational because I'm just drained at that point. Yeah, you just want to decompress? Correct. Interesting. Have okay. you ever tried, speaking of decompression, have you ever tried one of those like reverse tables? You know, where your feet are strapped in and you're hanging down? It's like a gravity chair. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And yes, I have. Yeah. I used to use them all the time when I used to work at a sporting goods store. Really? We'll call it that. They used to sell them. I mean, it's literally called sporting goods, so <laughs> I would assume it's a sporting goods store. <laughs> I just don't want to support China. But but yeah, the uh, I love those things. They work extremely well. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Why dude. Why don't you have one now, then? Money. Really? Are they? Mm-hmm. Ex- I don't know if they're that expensive. Minimum, it's 180 bucks. Oh. So I was like, ah. But for your health, bro. I know. But, yeah, it's basically the whole point, for Just those that don't know. Back. Yeah, so obviously gravity is impacting us at all points of the day. Every t- you know, That's why you're taller when you first wake up. Because you're laying horizontal. Yeah. By like three quarters of an inch or a half an inch or something, right? Yeah, which is huge for your spine, too, just because it allows your spine to actually stretch back out. Yeah. Um, have they done it? I mean, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but while we're still have. talking about, you don't even know what I'm ta- going to say, about the research of your mattress and how it impacts your spine and your decompression, like the firmness of your mattress. Does that have any correlation? I, I don't know. To answer to answer your question, I don't know. I'm sure there has been. Otherwise, there wouldn't be such a variety of mattresses. But secondly, NASA has done a study where they paid participants like three grand to sleep for a month and study the impacts of having gravity on your body horizontal compared to vertical. I know that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. But to finish the other train of thought, the whole point and premise is decompression on your spine so instead of always having pressure from up top you flip upside down and then it stretches you back out um and it's just it essentially allows gravity to affect your body differently but from a preventative maintenance standpoint and lumbar health with your back it's huge to stretch your spine out so i yeah it's huge are when astronauts come back are they taller? They're all jacked up. I know that. Well, well, because of muscles. Yeah. Because you literally just atrophy to nothing, basically. But are they taller because they don't have that compression on their spine? Ask an astronaut. I don't know any, Mike. I don't know. I would. Would you ever want to go to space? Yeah, but not because of what Jeff Bezos said. What did he say? He's like, I want to go to space. He's, he's going to space. He's like paying his own way. And then there's like a raffle to the highest bidder to go with him. And there's, like, four people from India that are basically, like, in the running. They're putting down, like, a couple million dollars to for their seat. But, yeah, he's launching himself into space. And Through Elon? Through Tesla? No, he has his own... He has his own rocket? Yeah. Bezos he, does? Yeah. SpaceX and... Uh, what's the other? There's NASA, SpaceX, and then... Uh, I can't remember. Duro Air is working with him. But, yeah, Bezos and Elon have their own company. I think it's SpaceX. No, SpaceX is Elon's. Okay. Well, look at the other one. Jeff Bezos's space company. Why is it the first search result? Clearly nobody knows. Blue Origin? Yeah, thank you. Blue Origin. Jeff They're Bezos's down in Florida. Blue Origin rocket sells for $28 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's launching himself into space. And Blue Origin auction seat on first space flight with Jeff Bezos for $28 million. That's how much the person paid. Bitter pays $28 million for a spare seat on space flight with Jeff Bezos. See? Told you. I wasn't lying. Jesus, dude. So he's going to space because he wants to have that outer perspective to realize how small we are. Because when you see Earth from from space, it changes your entire sp- perspective on everything. It basically you come back woke. So he's like, "Well, <laughs> there's only one planet, so I seen it. Okay, I seen it. So save all the trees." Is and this then, his way to like get himself back on everybody's good side? Because probably. right now he's like one of the most hated men in the world. Well, I. Because Amazon charge or pays their employees garbage. That's a, dude. I know. I know a guy who worked for Amazon and made six figures. Well, so there's always so there's people at McDonald's who make six figures. Well, I don't know those people. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know a I guy know who makes six figures in Amazon. <laughs> so there you go. Locally. Yeah. Oh, cool. I deployed with them. 
Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Nice. I was like, what do you do? He's like, I run the warehouse for Amazon. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I'm, I like coordinate all their pickups well, and stuff yeah, at the warehouse. Yeah, different. If he's the coordinating guy at the warehouse, is different than the UPS truck. Oh, oh. Not UPS. So, the, so like every other company correct. in existence in correct. capitalism that has an org chart? Absolutely. But okay. when you're talking about people, So what are we mad about? People are mad because not everybody makes 100 grand? Correct. That's what was the whole joke is because people are that's mad. That's not a joke. That's sad. People need to wake up to the real world. <laughs> well, that's what people are mad is that they say like, oh, Walmart pays their employees garbage, which for cashiers maybe, but that's not supposed to be your livable job that you're supposed to grow up doing well, right. is being a cashier. But we can't say that. That's wrong, Correct, Derek. Michael. <laughs> I need more booze. Yeah. What are we fighting about? I, nothing, <laughs> I know. But anyways. Yeah. That's well, why he wants to go to space. So yes, I would go to space. How much would you pay to go to space? Zero dollars. <laughs> you would pay me you to go to space. You can't even get on a regular flight. No, they for zero they dollars. would pay me. Really? Yeah, I would be an astronaut and go through the training, and if I can survive the G's, then yeah. But that testing's ridiculous. It weeds like ninety eight point six four percent of all humans out. Isn't that like the, harder than the seals? God yes. Yeah, the attrition rate for the seals nowadays is low nineties, high eighties. Mm. I mean. You just don't quit. You just put up with it. And then, yeah. you know, if you're medically hurt, then you try out again. Why is the astronaut so hard? Because it literally goes after, like, your overall body composition. Like, if you can't if you can't do the necessary thing, same with fighter pilots. You have to be, like, a certain height. You have to be able – you have to be a certain fitness level. You have to be able to withstand a certain amount of Gs. You have to be smart enough to actually do your job when you're up there. It's a whole separate league of human being. There's one guy, Kim. You know Kim. He was on uh, – He's a, he was a former SEAL, he is a doctor from Harvard, and he's an astronaut. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Asian yeah. guy, mm-hmm. he's a savage. He's awesome. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, it's it's awful. Like, becoming an astronaut is one of the hardest things in like the history of the world. Why did we all want to do it when we were younger? Because it's space. Everybody wants to go to space. Everybody wants to go bounce around on the moon. But you don't, though, you just said. I said I would go to space. For zero dollars. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'd be like Kim. <laughs> I'd be like Kim. Kim didn't pay his way to be an astronaut. He tried out and he made it. Well, I'm not saying being an astronaut, but just go to, like voluntarily go to space like Bezos is doing. I don't have like, that money. If, well, <laughs> if I did have that money, I wouldn't spend it on going to space. So you don't want to go to space. But no, that doesn't mean that I don't want to go to space. It just means I'm not willing to invest it. If it was a free ride, yeah, i go to space. You know, that's a huge that's a huge thing, man, yeah. going to space. You know, a lot of things can go wrong. What happens if you're just floating up there for, you know, what if something breaks and you can't come home? So one of, the, jump out? one of the theories, like, you know those um, how high are you posts where people will talk about just, like, strange, yeah. cons- not conspiracy theories, but evolution of events, and then people are like, how high are you to think of this? Correct. There's this one that said, what if we lived on Mars first? And that's why there's water there. And then somebody developed a um, rocket to fly us from Mars to Earth. And that rocket ended up crashing into Earth, which killed all the dinosaurs, which started the whole Earth. And everyone's like, how high are you think of this? <laughs> if, the, if the rocket was big enough to decimate an entire species on Earth, you wouldn't have survived that crash yourself. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that... Then obviously there's oh uh, that's the other part is they said and the people on that rocket were Adam and Eve and that's why they came here yeah, so they're the, combining all these different yeah, no, things that literally makes no sense <laughs> you would have died you would have died in the crash well obviously I know that right? oh my god they're Adam and Eve oh my god then they just found an apple yeah, stop yeah and then the snakes the snakes started talking to them and that was actually their delusion from crashing into Earth so hard <sighs> but yeah. So do you believe in Adam and Eve? I'm just kidding. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we drinking? <sighs> I might need a little drink. more for the rating section because I'm getting all fired up. This is so good, too. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's one of your favorites by them. Hell yeah. So Sa- so St. Lawrence Spirits, I'll, I'll kick it off and then you can dive into what we're actually drinking. But St. Lawrence Spirits, they're in uh, they're upstate New York. They're right next to Fort Drum for those that are familiar with that area. Clayton and Thousand Island area. There you go. So, St. Lawrence Spirits, they're obviously on St. Lawrence River. <clears throat> Go figure. Their logo's sick. We'll talk about it. But we had them on. Uh, we featured a couple of their products thus far. And we went there, stayed the weekend. It was amazing. Stayed at the Chateau. <laughs> had a ton of good food. Tried their entire product line. Things were fine. We hydrated. 
kind of. And, uh, yeah, came home with bottles that we purchased because we needed it for our shelves. And I still have some icebreaker. Do you? Yeah. So, you know, may or may not be bringing that to Maine. Nice. We'll see. So, anyways, depends on what you bring. We we have to coordinate that. Sure. So, if you want to check out their interview and hear from the owner, uh, Jody himself, then feel free. Watch that interview. It was a good time. It was the morning after trying their products all day. So, if we're groggy in the beginning, we filmed at 8 a.m. after hanging out with them all night. That's why everything's fine. Did, did you hear that we were groggy? I didn't get that feedback. We were exhausted. Well, I'm exhausted right now, bro. Yeah, but I'm kind of I'm kind of waking you up. Debatable. I will chest bump you right now on camera. <laughs> if you want to see that, let us know in the comments. Right. New, so, new TikTok. So what? Chill. <laughs> so what are we drinking right now? So this is called their Rhinot. So also to St. Lawrence Spirits has been named Distillery of the Year for two straight years in 2019 and in 2020. So they know what they're doing, which is ex- also very impressive since they're very new still. They started the, their distillery six years ago, five years ago, six years ago, something like that. Five, I believe. Um, but their products just made such an impact on the New York spirits industry that they won distiller of the year back to back, which is such a great accomplishment for them. But one thing that I really like about this product, this is specifically called their rye nod. And it is obviously, as you probably know, a rye whiskey. But what's cool about this specific rye whiskey is most rye whiskeys on the shelf are a percentage of rye and a percentage of some other either flavoring grain or corn or malted barley or wheat or whatever it may be. They include a composition that is outside of their rye whiskey. When you're talking about rye in general, in order for something to be considered a rye whiskey, it has to be at least 51% rye grain. They, some other distilleries, including Hartman's, including other um, companies, have a rye whiskey, and it's a very high rye whiskey, which is a 95% rye and a 5% either corn or malted barley. What St. Lawrence is doing is they're one of the only distilleries there, there are a couple more, and I don't want to speak in um, absolute because I'm not 100% sure, but th- I know that there's very few distilleries out there that make a rye whiskey using 100% rye grains. So it's a 95% rye grain, and then the other 5% is rye malt. So it's not malted barley, it's rye malt. This is one of the only bottles that, or distilleries that makes a rye whiskey with 100% rye grain. So when you're really tasting this, which we'll get into the tasting section, it gives you a different flavor that you're not used to because there's no corn in here. It's very, very different. It's it's very exciting. I love this product. It's one of my favorites from them. Um, and yeah, so this is 90 proof and 45% ABV. And $45 as well, correct? Uh, 42, I believe. 42. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's really it. This is really good. Let's rate I this love thing. This stuff. Let's do it. Rye, you ask? Well, I'll read that during the label branding section. Label branding, what are you getting? They don't have a wood cork, but they do have a glass cork. Um, we rated their others over an A, and this is with them. I mean, it's still got the, the sparkle banner all the way across. Their logo is very prominent. Their marketing person knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and they did a really good job on all of their product lines specifically the admiral line um however i'm gonna go a i do like it a lot um and i kind of like the fact that they incorporated some brown for the rye yep. typically you see a lot of green for rye products mm-hmm. across the board on on the shelves but uh i i like that mainly because of what you're getting in the tasting profile i just feel like it matches the bottle. Yeah, and it matches the color of the actual whiskey, too, because rye generally is a little bit darker than corn whiskey. So I, I like that. I, the only gripe that I have with this, and we talked about this last time, is they should be doing yeah the um, perforated label on there. That way, when you do break it, it breaks off cleanly, kind of like a salad dressing wrapper. Because right now, in order to take this off, you have to peel the entire sticker off, which leads or leaves some uh, glue residue on the bottle. So that would, would honestly be my only complaint, which is why this is getting an A. So I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, nose. What do you get on the nose? Butter. <clears throat> Melted butter. Little bit of when you roll up and put away after you used it, the brown sugar, that's what I'm getting. 
like that scent of like the final remnants of yeah. closing the bag. It's not like when you first open the bag and it punches you in the face, but the remnants of it. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. I'm get, I'm also getting a little spice on the nose. Yeah, a little bit of pepper. Which kind of goes with the 100% rye. Yeah. Because with a normal, I, I feel, and this could just be my experience, but with normal whiskey, when you have that corn in there, corn for me normally predominates or is predominantly the nose for me. You sure. get a lot of that sweetness from the corn in the whiskey. With this being 100% rye, I'm getting a lot of like butterscotch and uh, like pepper on the nose. So that rye is really dominating it. Butterscotch makes sense. I can see where you're going with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a dynamic nose for us to come up with five to six different options. Mm-hmm. I'd give this a solid eight. Yeah, no doubt. This is this is very well done. Okay. So, taste. Butter. Faintest bit of caramel. little bit of heat brings in some, um, like, the malted rye aspect yeah. of it, but there's really no pepper up front. I'm getting the back end of the nose, which is really interesting. So, like, when you put this up to your nose and you kind of inhale to get, like, like to prepare for the sip. When you inhale. Yeah. It's toffee for me. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that. Like, just that part right there, the inhale of the fumes. Gives me a toffee. So for me, it's toffee and cracked pepper. Okay. The initial taste. I'm getting butter and caramel. Initial taste, I'm still going at A+. Plus. Okay, A+. Plus. I agree, I agree, I agree. It's gentle and it's soft. I like mm. this a lot. The rye cannot is a really good one. The rye cannot? Yeah. Cannot what? What? Hmm? Who? That's how you pronounce not, bro. Oh, Everybody I else pronounces like, it wrong. Cannot. Like no. C-A-N-N-O-T. No, that key not, you know? Any note. You can clearly tell that we've been recording for two days in a row. Oh my god. Roll them harder. I hope they get stuck next time you roll your eyes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they're stuck. They're stuck. <laughs> Good. I'll hit you in the back of the head. Don't stick them. That's what my dad used to say. Any we'll note, talk about that after. Any note, I'm definitely getting a little bit of the pepper, but butter's consistent through the entire experience of drinking this. The nose, the initial taste, the only note. You get the melted butter, and it's so it's very gentle and smooth. And I don't understand how it's so friggin' smooth because yeah. a lot of ryes have that bite and that kick and that like to them. This yeah. is just like just chilling, man. I'm just gonna travel right down your throat, r- nestle right into your belly, and then you'll just want to keep drinking me. Yeah. And then don't stand up, by the way, because I'm ninety proof and you're gonna fall over. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very consistent whiskey from nose to ending note. Uh-huh. It's it has that same flavor profile. Whatever you're getting is what you'll get throughout the whole thing. I like it. Ending note, so A. Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. Uh final rating. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. Ninety four. Ninety two. Point five. There you go. You're getting better at this game. Well, it's been two years, so you would hope. It's also been 28 years. 29. Coming up. Yeah. Coming up. Coming up. <laughs> 29? Yesterday, Gina's like, so how old excited. are you? I'm like, 28. And she looks at me, and I, like, close my eyes, and I'm like, I'm 29 now. I forget my age now. Was there a point where birthdays don't matter to you anymore? 27. Really? Uh, I would because say. Because that's your, no. you know, your number. So yeah, really? but I would say 26. I would forget what age I was. I would mix it up. I would still say I'm 25. I would say I'm a year older. I was a mess. And then when I was reminded that I was turning 27, I'm like, next year is the year. Like, it's my number. And then I was fine. And I was like, turn 28. And then I was like, I'm 28. I'm 28. And then recently, because now it's June, my birthday's in July, somebody asked me, who, uh, um, Il Molino, Il, uh, Il Molino, yeah. yeah, Jared. Yeah, Jared asked, and I was like, well, I'm 29. And then you're like, not yet, dumbass. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh. Because I had to stop it. I'm like, is Mike older than me? I didn't think Mike yeah, was older no. than me. Nope, just having a mic is You're like two, years y- or two months younger. Yeah, we're both 28, <clears throat> so we can help I'm remind 29, each other. I'm 29, man. Well, 
Inktofacto. 28. <laughs> 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 I watched that movie the other day and I started dying laughing. Inktofacto, I'm your boss. Uh, so when you said that smack you up on the back of your head and then your eyes will stay that way. No, unstick. What In what context was that ever told to you? I would make that joke to my dad where my sister would roll her eyes at whatever I would say. She doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I would I would make the joke and I'd be like, oh, roll them harder. And I, I do that now to Colleen, my wife, for those that are new. And then she does because she gets annoyed when I say it. And when my dad first heard that, my dad goes, yeah, and then I'll hit you in the back of the head to unstick them. And then we all just kind of like laughed. And then me being me, I actually logically thought that through, like, would that work? <laughs> but that's just because I'm an idiot. But that's fine. But yeah. I would do this thing when I was younger where I would pull my eyes back, close them really hard, and then lift up, and it would flip my eyelids. I don't know why I used to do it. Why? I don't know. I literally just I don't know why I, I used to I do it. I know that, Derek. But they would do that. I would do that all the time, like in school or something. I would flip my eyelids up, and then my eyelids would, like... Like, you can see the inside of my eyelid, and they would just be, like, propped up. Like, you know, if you fold your dog's ear back There's and it just stays something seriously there. wrong with you. I, I'm aware, Mike. But I would do that, and then my parents would always say, I'm going to hit you on the back of the head, and they'll stay that way. So I had the reverse. It would stay that way if they hit me, and it would reverse if they hit you. Did you ever push your face into your pillow so hard that it, like, pushed your eyes in when your eyes were closed, and then you would see, like, weird colors and stuff? Yeah. I would do that on purpose and then travel through that realm thinking I was like in the cosmos <laughs> and so, I, so you didn't want to go to space. I was basically killing myself but that's <laughs> fine I do that now like where I'll look at the mirror and I'll like get an itch and I'll go like this and I'll say see my eye move like because I'm pushing on it because I have an itch and I'm like this is so weird why do our eyes move so freely and how do they stay in there I was always here's one cold case question that's never been answered who the hell named it a spoon what? Who comes up with that? Like, how did words become a thing? Yeah. Like a knife, a fork, a spoon. Orange. Anything. Yeah. Any word. And then when you spell it too many times in a row, it always looks wrong. Why? What did... I just had something today that I spelled it out and I'm like, that's wrong. But it ended up being right. The more you look at a word, the worse it gets. For me, it was furniture. How do you spell it now? Well, I spelled it correctly, but I looked at it, and I'm like, is that right? And then I had to, like, type it in on my phone to make sure that I spelled it right. And I was like, that's a weird, weird word. Mine's maintenance and lightning. Because Ma- they maintenance have that, is a pain. They have those ENs in there that's like, what are you doing? Restaurant's a pain, too, because you got to add yeah. the A, and you're just yeah, like, I, I never why? know if the AU comes before or after the ronds. you know? <laughs> is it restaurant or restaurant, <laughs> you know? Never knew. But that I before E except after C never resonated with me because there's too many deviations of the rule. Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, no, this is a one-off. I'm like, well, how many one-offs are there? <laughs> this is the 14-off. <laughs> because next door, I was taught that one plus one equals two, and now you're telling me everything's a one-off? Like, is this just... This doesn't make any sense, and you wonder why English is the hardest language to learn. Have because, you, ever... there, you know, there's a difference, Derek. Let me tell you something. There's a difference between English and American. I'll tell you that. There is. The slangs and the dialects, it's nuts. Half of the stuff we say don't make any sense anywhere else in the world have except you, here. Have you ever been to England? Or Britain? Ew. No. <laughs> you wouldn't go to England or Great Britain or anywhere? Uh, uh, probably not. They have, like, weird teeth and they drink too much tea. <laughs> I. What would they say about us? I worked with them. They're great. They're nice. They're very smart. But I just don't want to go there. It's old and dirty. And they lost the war, so why would I care? You know? Try again. You lose. Well, that's coming up. So, again, to circle back to our first conversation, what are you doing for the 4th of July? We have plans. I can't remember. Oh, you just can't remember? I thought that yeah. you just didn't feel like talking about them. No. I literally can't. <clears throat> again, I'm focused on Thursday. Do you, Are you a person to go to buy fireworks, or do you go look at fireworks, or do you just not care about fireworks? I don't care about fireworks. They're I, doing a firework display at Niagara Falls to commemorate the reopening of the state because we reached 70%. Well, so what does that mean? States reopen. No more restrictions. No more state restrictions based off of COVID. That's what that means. Businesses can still restrict you because businesses aren't governed by the state when it comes to that stuff. And then they'll realize how much money they're losing? Correct, yes. But there's no more 
you have to sit in this spot in the Bill Stadium. You have to because we're the state telling you that because you're not vaccinated. Like, none of that matters anymore. I think. I don't know. I'm well, that's why I asked up. you. Yeah. I'm, why do you think I know the answer? I, I think it's attention. a conspiracy theory. What? I think what the only reason that the magic number was 70 and that we were allowed to reopen is because next month his daughter's getting married. Well, yeah, absolutely. We got told that we've been looking at wedding venues and they're like... Uh, yeah, they're all... Yeah, because you know why? Because all the venues have the same lawyers and they were the ones suing the state for last year trying to reopen and at least change their guidance. And then they found out that the... The governor's daughter was getting married because the governor's aides were calling the venues, asking what the restrictions were, and they were calling in lieu of the daughter's wedding. Hello? You don't think the venues downstate are going to tell the venues upstate that are suing downstate for right. the restrictions? What's going on? Wake up. I Don't even get me started. I get so mad. And, you know, you know there's going to be somebody that drops a comment. Let me tell you something. I know this. Because we're involved. The wife's a wedding planner. The This isn't about political parties either. This isn't Democrat versus Republican. It's just he's an idiot. Correct. Like that's all it comes down to. Like he's if, a bad governor. If it was anybody else in there, like if last election, governor election, Mark Molinaro won and he was doing the same stuff that Cuomo was doing, I would hate him too. Correct. It doesn't matter what political party he is. He's just an idiot and a moron. But we know that the other party wouldn't do that. Correct. So that's but, where we're at. So now we're getting political. So <laughs> we are trying to keep us out of that lane, Michael. Nope. Um, we're going to war. I, I watched his press conference today about him announcing it. And all oh, the friggin- when he talks super slow? Yeah, and all the people in there were like, yay! Like, stop clapping. I couldn't even. I, I literally can't. the I worst. Can't. As soon as he started talking about HVAC components, I turned him off. I'm like, you're unbelievably uneducated. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Whatever. They're all pawns. Mm-hmm. They're all pawns. So Would you ever get into local politics? Like no. towns or anything? No. No. Why not? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Why? Because there's somebody you, somewhere that's going to say something. And where are you more concerned with people making up lies about you, or are you more concerned with the stress that comes with the job, or are you more concerned with the implications it might have on your family? Because there's a lot of reasons not to go into politics right now. I'm not the person that should be involved in <laughs> politics. <laughs> Why? You're an educated man uh-huh. who knows things when did we meet 2012 no 11 way off no kind of 2010 no 2011 well we graduated june 2010 we didn't go to or the unnamed school yeah bleep that out (laughs) bleep that out i didn't go to there until 2011 really yeah because i only went one semester there for like three classes because I didn't feel like driving up to the North Campus that day. And I went immediately after high school. Correct. Which was still 2010. But you were there for the two years. Two years. Yeah. So I, I, we met in 2011. Huh. Yeah. So, dude, it's our 10-year anniversary. Ah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I'm going to cry anyway, now. So what happened with – why did you ask when I met you? Because there's some thing you know me, 2011 on. Right. So there's some things. People grow. People change. Pre-2011, I I was a different human being. But also. There's people that from high school that have been friends with me on Facebook or whatever, and they're like, I never would have thought that you would be doing what you're doing now. And I never would have thought you would have, like, the the wisdom, the maturity like the overall perspective that you have. So you're more concerned with your past when becoming a oh, politics? Yeah. Bro. Really? Oh my God. So that brings up. I'm obviously interesting... not worried about the future. I can control that. But the past. <sighs> we might start... have to end this business partnership, bro. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> but shouldn't we not be judging our political people based off of what they did in high school? Well, correct. But dude, we've only been out of high school 10 years. What happened? What? The camera cut out. Internal temp too high. Hello? All right, well, see you guys later. How long has it been? I don't know, dude, an hour? Yeah, 15 minutes. 52 minutes? We'll just cut it off.
the hell happened? I don't know. Apparently it's warm. How hot is she? Apparently too hot. I wouldn't say it's too hot. That's weird. Hello? Did we fry it? I fucking hope not. I know. No, that, that's why it turned off, is so it doesn't fry. <laughs> now I'm upside down. There I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Everything's fine. I told you we put too much insulation in the room. Well, welcome back. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just stopped like that. That was weird. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm warm, but I wouldn't say I'm warm enough to shut the thing off. Let's, uh, open this uh, bad boy up and start getting no, some air to here. It's fine. Anyway, so thank you all for joining us. I don't know what happened. Maybe we got to get new cameras now. It's a sign that we should basically not talk about me running for politics. That's probably true because it only shut off your camera. Mine's still rolling. Probably because it knows what's <laughs> happened. Everything's fine. Now it's gonna be like, what am I doing in the past? Crazy. I know. Really, I'm kind of interested myself. Oh, stop! Just keep pouring. We'll have discussions later. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Buffalo Happier. I don't know what keeps you guys coming back, but for some reason you keep doing it. So I appreciate that. Mike's taking off his headphones. He's done with this conversation. I'm a little today. warm. Are you? You sweating a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I'm toasty. You got the uh, fan right behind you. I know. It's fine. Couldn't think of that word. It's another one of those mental lapses. But thank you, everybody, for joining. This has been episode 92 of the Buffalo Happy Hour. We're getting real close to that 100. It's the year we were born. Real close to that 100, bro. I know. So if you're new here, please consider subscribing. We release episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Interviews are released every Friday as well. Follow us on Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12, on Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour, and on TikTok at the Buffalo Happy Hour because we are also on that as well. Stay tuned for some awesome content coming at you soon with the three core team and also some bottles being released with three core coming out in the near future as well. So if you want to order that, go on our Instagram or our Facebook, look for that post and click on that to start ordering yours now, because as soon as they're gone, they're out and we won't be doing another one or there won't be any more of those until we do another single barrel. So get your order in now. So thank everybody for joining. Appreciate it. Please remember to drink responsibly, be a good person, and Michael. Do not litter. We're out. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.